Hey guys, it's Lynn right back here with you on Seriously. I'm coming to you as always from right here at anchor.fm front slash seriously. Ooh, I'm, I'm literally trying not to slur my words, but I haven't had enough coffee this morning. I Actually, I've only had a sip, which that's such a travesty. But again, you can catch me right here, anchor.fm front slash seriously. Or add me that favorite podcast of yours on your smartphone because you know you have one in your, in your hand or hooked up to your car that you're listening to me on your stereo speakers. It is Tuesday, August 14th. Holy merd. And for any of you who don't speak French, that would be holy shit. That's right. Merd. You're welcome. New word for your vocabulary. So the word of the day is merd. <laughs> I'm a giver. I just, I just will like to say that I'm a giver. So, um... I am knee deep in packing and, as I mentioned before, um, getting stuff ready for my oldest to go off to college. The panic attacks have gratefully gone down from five to two a day, which is amazing. And waking up in the middle of the night and having panic attacks somewhat have subsided because of this new adventure. Um, But we'll get into that later in another podcast because I do want to dedicate time to panic attacks. Um, I suffer from panic attacks and anxiety and um, did not realize it. I know, crazy, right? But it's something that I, that while I make fun of it for me, it's no laughing matter. And we'll discuss that at another time. But let's talk or delve deep into um, another episode of Single Mom Diaries with a focus on back to school. That's right, back to school. Uh, You know, for a lot of you who have young kids, um, middle school, high school kids, if you haven't had the first day of school, yahoo, um, it's coming. Uh, But let's talk about it because there's so much wrapped up into that first day, first week first month of school that will set our kids up for success and set us up for success. So let's get started, shall we? So with this whole change and depending on where you're at, but for the most part, most schools in California, they decided that it's no longer acceptable to A, wear white after Labor Day or or start school after Labor Day because they want kids in school longer. Um, If you ask me, Schools just want more fucking money, all right? Because they're all about butts in the seats. I, You guys heard me talk about, um, you know, it was an act of Congress just to get my kid unenrolled at the school that he's at. But in today's episode of Single Mom Diaries, I want to talk about how we can set ourselves up and set our kids up for success because it's a start of a new school year. So here's some things that I've, you know, implemented into my life. Um, There is a running joke, and I know you've heard this, some of you, about how if I have done my job as a parent, uh, my picture will be in a gilded frame in the teacher's lounge, meaning those teachers are going to fucking hate me so much. But you know what? That's okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. Pro tip number one. You are not there to make friends. 
with the teachers, okay? You are not there to make friends with the teachers. The best advice my mom ever gave me was this. You are your child's advocate. Now, I want you to listen to me when I say this again. You are your child's advocate. Now, when they're in elementary and even middle school age, it's important for you to be, you know, right in there and involved. And for a lot of us single parents, it's hard to work in the classrooms. It's, I mean, when do you juggle that? And there's, you know, there's a lot of schools that there's heavy requirements. So if you have tips on how to do that or how to manage that, please share them. Um, because for a lot of parents like me, and maybe some of you, you, you suffer from guilt from not being able to participate because you have to make that choice of, uh, do I take a pay cut for the day or and lose wages or do I go work in the classroom? Um, the, the choice should be obvious. And if you chose your job, that's how fucked up we are in the head. Mm. But I got to tell you, I, I chose my job. I, I legit had a job that um, basically made me choose. And that sucked. And my greatest wish for all of you right now is that you never have to have a job where you feel that you have to choose your job over your kids. And I'm going to say this to you, and it sounds bad. You can always get another job. You can't get another moment back with your kids. Will that job be there to give you kisses and sit in your lap? Nope. Will that job be there taking care of you in your 60s, holding your hands in your 80s, giving you support, giving you that love? Nope. I know it's kind of harsh to think of it that way, but I'm just saying. So, again, as since I got off topic, first pro tip, you are your child's advocate. Now, I have, you know, I had high school age kids and older, so you kind of want to back off a bit. And I know this is hard if you are the type of parent I am. <laughs> it's so hard not to, I don't know. I, first of all, raise of hands. How many of you that first time your kid came home and cried because some kid bullied them or pushed them down on the playground. How many of you had the urge to go beat the shit out of like a, a 10 year old? I mean, did you have that urge? <laughs> I know that's so, so bad, but it's the truth because you want to protect your kid. That's where you're at. That's who you are. You, you are mama bear, you're papa bear. You protect your babies. Same goes with teachers. And it seems like the older they get, like my, my kids had, um, had a fifth and sixth grade teacher who, unfortunately, I went to school with. I went to elementary school with her. I went to high school with her. And she's just walking angry. And she is the last fucking person that needed to be a teacher. And unfortunately for her, whatever high school, school-aged angst that she carried over from whatever I apparently did to her or people that I ran around with did to her, she decided to flick it on my kids. Holy shit. Girlfriend, get some Xanax and get a therapist. That's all I'm saying. And I know this sounds judgy, but I've had both and it works wonders. Okay? Thank you. Just going to say that. But when you get into high school and you have, you know, you have that plan, you have kids in there. The first things first, you 
have that conversation with them. And I'm not talking sex because if you haven't had the talk, heavy finger air quotes by now, you're, you're, you fucking missed the boat. You've, you've missed the boat. You've, you've missed the party basically because by the time a kid gets into their freshman year of high school, they know way more than most of us do at the age of 40. Just saying. But what I'm saying is the talk is having that daily discussion with them when they get home. Don't do that. What'd you learn? Don't act. Don't ask questions and be disinterested. Actually sit and say, what's up? Who are these people that you're rolling with? Who, you know... For me, that was, that was a turning point when I started having those conversations with my daughter and asking her questions like, so who is this person dating? And, you know, almost bringing it down to her level when talking about that stuff. Um, because for me, I was super sleuthing and doing fact finding and learning about people that she goes to school with. What's the shit going on on the campus? What about these teachers that she has? The more that you have that open dialogue every day, the better you are to know what's really going on in their world. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to hear more than you want to when you get to the point where they absolutely trust you. And they're not going to tell you everything. And that's okay. But you want to have that relationship. You want to have that level of trust where they will tell you like when they're in trouble, when shit's going south, when they're having problems in school, um, you know, when they're having problems with the teacher. So, and that's what I'm getting at. You want to make sure that they're communicating with you and you're not getting a report card and they've got these horrific grades and you're like, well, I thought you were getting A's. No, no. Do check-ins. Check, you know, it's okay to check their shit. I mean, they're still your child. Um, a lot of schools have apps that send you updates on the kids' progress, if they're, you know, what they're getting in class. I will tell you, the vast majority of teachers, except for maybe two at my kids' high school that they had, uh, are fucking lazy, and they couldn't get the grades in on time. So, and I can say this because it's the truth, and I get that teachers are busy and they're inundated But I I just, I don't understand how other teachers are getting their shit squared away, but you've got some who just, well, good example, one of my kids' teachers, she would collect all the work for two to three weeks. Meanwhile, it's showing that kids are failing or have Ds on their reports. And then she would wait because she just didn't, she just didn't have the time. She didn't have the time to put in, you know, correct the work and then put it in. Are you fucking shitting me? You have one job. Really? God help you. God help you. Anyway, bitter, party one, table zero. I know, guys, I know. But when I started seeing this and I started seeing grades that were not jiving with the level of work that I was seeing here at home, Um, Ooh, pro tip number two, don't let your kids do their homework in their rooms. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, We have a standing rule with the kids. Uh, You come home, 
you get your homework done first. There's no fucking other shit going down. Chores don't, I mean, depending on what time it is, um, homework gets done first. Grab a snack, sit down at the table or the counter, do your homework, get that shit knocked out. If it's a big chunk and you got to get to chores, then get outside, get your chores done, and you come back in and you finish. There's no, oh, I'll do it later after my show. I need to watch some Bachelorette. And then I'm going to like get on my iPad and I'm going to talk to my friends and then we're going to do the project together. Bull honky shit. It's all about going old school. Sit at the table because their focus is there. There's too much shit going on. I don't know about you guys when you were kids, but when you got in trouble and you got sent to your room, that was like, Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. I got to have all kinds of shit to do in my room. I could play with my Barbies. I could listen to my radio. I can make a mixtape. Yes, I can make a mixtape. I grew up in the 80s, guys. Come on. But do you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, don't, don't threaten me with a good time. Ooh, send me to my room. Oh, nope, nope, nope. So again, pro tip. Make your kids sit down at the kitchen table. Be actively involved. Be an active participant in their schooling. I'm telling you, it's going to make the world a difference. We also have a philosophy in the house of if you, even if you get a D, if you're trying, if you're busting ass and you're giving everything you can and you still come up with a less than good grade, that's okay. And it is. But again, being your child's advocate and understanding how they're doing in the class, getting the help that they need before it's too late is a big, big thing to help set them up for the future. I mean, as far as study habits and things of that nature, I really don't fear for my oldest going off to college. She's got great study habits that have been ingrained in her and her brother since they were little. Um, when I was working and the kids would go to my parents' house after school, my mom worked in the school system for years. So it was come home, sit down, here's your snack, get your homework out, let's work on it, and then let's read for 20 minutes, and then you can go outside. Or if they had, you know, if there was soccer practice or go out and feed their animals or things like that, you know, they're learning time management. And I don't think most people get this. You're teaching your kids time management skills by helping them be very focused and regimented with their time when they get home after school. Okay, so I know a couple of you are going, well, it's just me in the house. So how do I do that if my kids aren't, you know, if I'm not there and the kids are coming home? Well... You have that conversation with them. And if you, unfortunately, if you haven't started this practice before the time they get into high school, it's, you, you really have to have a good sit down with them and chat and talk about the importance of this process. But it can be done. It can totally be done. Um, but by doing this, and especially applying these pieces, the first week of school because let's be honest it's not like when you and I went to school where you remember you've got like a week to two weeks of free just fuck off time I mean there was no homework there was no nothing um my kids were getting reading assignments over the summer for the classes that were gonna they were going into in the next year uh, you tell me what high school kid will accept the ones that are really bucking to go to like MIT 
what high school kid's going to do that? None of none that came from my loins. I'm going to tell you that right now. My kids do read a lot, and they love it. Um, they're voracious readers, but that's or yeah, did I say that right? Maybe not. I don't know. But you get what I'm trying to say. They read a lot. I was trying to use big word and sound like impress all of you. But again, it's one of those things where I've gotten into the habit of turning the TV off and really encouraging reading or if they want a movie and they want to see a movie if the book is out um i make them read the book first before we go see the movie i know i'm that mom right so now the other thing that i will tell you to set up your first day first week first month of school Get to know the teachers that they have. Kind of do your own little homework. Um, Search them out. Best thing ever, search their teachers out on social media. Uh, I will absolutely tell you, it is not appropriate for your teachers, for your kids' teachers to friend them on social media. No, 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 no. No. That crosses the line. That's like when the teachers allow the students to call them by their first name. That shit drives me crazy. And oh my God, I know Mrs. Moretti is rolling in her grave right now. Holy crap. But social media, teachers, students, do we need to revisit Mary Kay Letourneau project? Do we need to talk about that? Because you crossed the line, guys. So if you're not monitoring your kids' social media, uh, you better. But you also sit down and talk to them about why it's not okay to be friends or whatever on social media with, your, with their teachers. The other thing is, go search out what the teachers are doing. If they're putting heinous shit on their Facebook and Instagram pages and their accounts open like public, wow, them some things to think about. Because that means they're kind of like fast and loose with their personal life. Then they're going to be fast and loose in their teaching. And you guys can disagree. That's fine. But there are way too many examples over the last four years that I've seen that prove me a rat. It sounds like a lot, doesn't it? You know, you got to do all this shit and figure it out and get everything coordinated. And then there's the whole thing about school lunches and, you know... By the time they get to school, do they want to take a lunch? My kids, were when they were in high school, they wanted snacks. But I gave them, I did the combo of healthy snacks and like crap snacks. I mean, really, who doesn't like a bag of uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos? I'm just saying. And a Coke? Oh my God, such, that just, that's my love and spoonful right there. But also have the healthy choices. Um, a lot of schools have salad bars and things of that nature. So the more you encourage your kids to have that healthy lifestyle with the eating and how they treat themselves, the better they're going to be all around. And a lot of that stress is going to melt away. And I know a lot of this, you guys are going, Jesus Christ, she's rambling again, but I'm serious. If anything that you can take out of this little chat today 
there's any little nuggets that you can apply to your kids' school success, I would love to hear it because maybe you have some things that you've applied in your daily lives. Um, maybe it's meal planning. Maybe it's giving your kids specific um, chores to do when they get home. You know, as they, the more responsibility they have, the more respect they have from themselves. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And I have friends who did things of that nature. Um, and I gleaned things from them as well. We're all in this together, whether we're single parents or we're a two-parent household. No one gives us a fucking manual after you push them out in the hospital. They just kind of go, oh, you can breastfeed now. Okay, you're ready to go. There's no manual. So you do what you know. You do what you remember doing when you were a kid. Or, you know, maybe you didn't like what you went through as a kid so you wanted to do something different but the best part is is that each new day you get a chance to redo it's kind of like an etcher sketch you're like oh okay new day shake it and the slate is clear you know plot twist let's do it something different most importantly give yourself a break give your kids a break when they get into high school you know, and like we talked about before, about getting them prepared for college early, get, doing the SAT and the ACT testing and all that shit early. There's so much more that they have to go through from the time that they hit junior, you know, their freshman year to their junior year that I wouldn't want to be in high school again. But it's up to us as parents to hold their hand, be stern with them, guide them, and not let them fucking run us over, okay? I'm just saying. But I guarantee you, if you put a few of these things in place, even if it's just the homework thing and sitting and having conversations, you are going to see a whole different kid and have a whole different environment. Trust me on this one. I know that which I speak of. Sorry, I've always wanted to say that. I, I wouldn't say I know what I speak of, but I've done this shit and it's worked. Most importantly, love them every day, even when they're being little fuckers, because you really don't know what they're going through. I mean, none of us had to deal with the potential of some kid at school losing his shit and shooting it up. No one had, you know, none of us really had to worry too much about um, online bullying, no one, you know, we really didn't, I mean, the biggest thing we had were beepers and I'm pretty sure with a beeper, no one could, um, send you a dick pic or, you know, making bad choices and sending someone pictures you shouldn't. And then it get blasted around the school. It's a whole new world, whole new world. Love your kids. Every day before they walk out that door, you tell them you love them. I don't care if they don't tell you they love you. I don't care if they go, you know. Park around the corner, make them kiss you goodbye. I don't care. Make sure they never get out of your car. They never leave the house without you knowing that you love them. You care for them. You support them. Because that is what's most important. All right, guys. Please share your tips with me. 
Um, and if you have, you know, if you have college age kids, what, what did you do? You know, I will share my experience in a couple weeks about dropping my oldest off. Um, I may be in hiding because I'm probably going to be crying for days, but you know, that's okay. But we're all here in this together. So let's share, let's help each other out. Don't you think? All right, my friends, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.